We've got a good report from the economy throwing into question the recession narrative. Let's talk about some cyclical businesses and industrial stocks that might work in such an environment. Brett Lindsay joins us from Azuho America's executive director and senior research analyst covering industrial tech. Morning, Brett. Thanks for being here. Hi, Oliver. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, so if our economy is not going to hell in a handbasket and maybe we can get through this weird period we're in, should industrial stocks do well? Yeah, I, I would say in terms of the industrial group more broadly, I mean, the macroeconomic fears continue to dominate most of the investor dialogue and certainly the trading behavior of the group. I mean, my coverage is down about 29% year to date. The market's down about 20%. And, you know, that share price pressure has been very pronounced during the second quarter. However, it's a really interesting dichotomy between, you know, what we're seeing and hearing from our companies in terms of the short cycle demand activity, uh, really even through June, relative to what the market is telling us. Uh, certainly be naive to see, you know, to think we won't see some slowing. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly the inflation surging, the recession fears mounting, you know, coupled with some of the geopolitical risks around, you know, U Ukraine and Russia, which drags on as well as China, uh, is weighing on the group. The good news is, um, you know, my coverage has been battered. Some of these prospective risks uh, are getting, you know, priced in, and uh, we should begin to see uh, more opportunities on a risk-reward basis over the intermediate to the, to the long-term. Uh, we think patience probably required here in the near term, but things do are starting to look a little more interesting. How much of uh, the industrial analysis right now is uh, coming back to crude oil, is coming back to commodities? It seems like there's so much connection. You can't get too far from the commodity trade, even in uh, what I think of as kind of consumer industrial stocks like Stanley Black & Decker, where they sold part of their business off to a pipeline technique of uh, oil and gas related business. Uh, tell us about that. What, what does that mean for this company? Well, just high level, and then I'll speak to, to Stanley Black & Decker specifically, but I, I think, you know, orders will slow as backlogs are monetized. What we saw is many customers putting uh, advanced order activity uh, to get ahead and park their spot in line, and that, that will normalize here in the, in the next couple quarters. So we're going to see varying degrees of slowing, you know, by region, by market, uh, in different depths and, and, and durations in terms of the downturn and what the shape of that might look like. Uh, and so we're really trying to pick our spots and, you know, be focused on the, you know, the markets that we see, you know, very nice secular underpinnings, um, you know, specific to Stanley Black, uh, Black & Decker, um, you, you know, we're neutral rated on the stock, but obviously uh, there's been a, a lot of change within the organization uh, with assets being sold, assets being acquired uh, in June. They also did have a CEO change. And from here, you know, we do see a pivot away from, from M&A and really more a focus on internal execution. Uh, the portfolio has been simplified. We think there's probably some more steps to go. To your point, uh, most recent, recently they sold their oil and gas asset, uh, which should dampen the cyclicality of the portfolio. Uh, but over time, they're going to really reshift, you know, again, internally, they're focusing on uh, about a billion dollar opportunity over the next five years around, you know, the supply chain, um, you know, given the numerous acquisitions the company has done over the, the last several years. You know, the supply chain just got too long for the company, uh, very complicated. And, um, you know, now, now they're going to unwind some of that. And I think the dependence on some of the Asian suppliers uh, is going to be a, a source of, um, you know, savings and, um, you know, less logistical headaches uh, going forward if they can reshuffle and rewire that. Is there uh, more uh, tailwinds, uh, do you think, to the, uh, uh, the, the pipeline and the uh, uh, energy-focused industrial uh, sector can can one do an analysis of an industrial stock right now without having a view on where the price of uh, crude oil goes or the commodity goes? 
Yeah, no, certainly there's a, there's a lot of linkage historically between between industrials really on a, on a kind of a second derivative impact uh, and how that ripples through and cascades across the kind of core industrial economy. Uh, we actually saw MRC Global, um, they, they were out yesterday. It's a company we do not cover. Uh, they, want, they are one of the largest global pipe valve and fitting distributors. And uh, they positively pre-announced their, their Q2 results. Uh, they raised the full year gu guide on stronger and, and broad-based um, you know, revenue as well as margins across all their markets, uh, specifically downstream, but also, you know, upstream. So we're seeing a very strong demand pulse in those, you know, in those markets, and that should eventually ripple its way through some of the industrial economy as well. One of the companies that you covered that uh, I've always found pretty interesting is Johnson Controls. It's kind of a, uh, a classic uh, engineering uh, business by many respects, and it had a great couple of years during COVID when there was so much attention on these high-tech uh, disruptors from 2020 to 2022. You had a, a, a classic industrial stock in JCI. Uh, double, we went from 40 uh, pre-COVID up to 80, uh, now pulling back down. Uh, to 50. So the baseline we've been using for a lot of these tech disruptors has been if they went up big during COVID, they're coming down. Uh, does that logic apply to the industrial side of winners from the last couple of years? Uh, you know, yeah, certainly. I, I think the stay-at-home trends and, you know, specifically, you know, investment around the home, you know, the pendulum swung very far. I think we are going to, you know, see a payback on that, and that is taking place. And now in the face of uh, you know, eroding purchasing power and, and inflationary pressures that are surging. Um, you know, I think we're going to see more pressure on the consumer. Um, but on the industrial side, there continues to be this tug of war between, you know, cyclical versus secular forces. You know, on the secular side of the equation, you know, thinking about underlying momentum in electrification, energy efficiency, you know, nearshoring, deshoring, um, which, which is taking place. And, you know, specific to JCI, you know, energy efficiency is, is certainly a core theme uh, as they are one of the largest, uh, you know, commercial HVAC players uh, in the globe. And, you know, as energy prices go up, it actually makes those, you know, paybacks more appealing uh, on, a, on a new investment around an HVAC system within a building uh, and drives a quicker payback and, and, and better savings over the long term, um, which is driving more engagement and better, you know, order activity, you know, for, for JCI and really the, the whole HVAC complex more broadly. And uh, uh, as we see these shares uh, pulling back here over the last six months, I mean, it's pretty consistent with much else in this industry. Uh, do you think, Brent, uh, there is uh, any need for uh, more uh, spending, more infrastructure spending from the government to uh, keep some of these trades going? There was a lot of talk about that seemingly kind of getting baked in over the last couple of years. And then all our spending just kind of stopped and hit a wall. Does that play a role in uh, trying to figure out what these companies' revenues will look like going forward? Well, we, we do have the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which is going to be a multi-year spending allocation. You know, it's going to take place across all the building markets, um, you know, some of the T&D markets. There's a, there's a lot in that, um, but that spending will, will uh, you know, begin to, to unleash here over the next you know, a few years, and that should be a net positive for infrastructure investment, for uh, energy efficiency investment around the buildings. Um, there is also some appropriations from uh, other bills, you know, COVID-related bills around education and, and uh, you know, healthy healthy buildings, you know, which has been, a, a, a you know, definitely a, a support, uh, supported, um, 
uh, you know, feature within the bill related to HVAC. And so that, you know, that's going to continue to ripple through uh, in the second half of this year. Uh, but certainly, I, I think we're in a situation where, you know, the more we spend, the, the you know, we're trying to, you know, dampen down inflation. So there's going to be a balancing act. But um, uh, but certainly, yeah, there's there's more to, to come from the government side. What's the uh, what's the best uh, in your coverage, Brent? Give us give us a pick that stands out. Uh, you know, the, the two I like right here are actually um, Allegiant, which is ticker A-L-L-E, as well as Zern Water Solutions, ZWS. Uh, both are, um, you know, really building-related, uh, more on the commercial side versus the residential side, but building-related, uh, infrastructure-related, uh, you know, companies um, serving in two different roles, Allegiant on mechanical locks, Zern on uh, you know, a lot of, you know, more water-related plumbing and, you know, kind of the guts of the building. Um, some really interesting, you know, I think growth levers over the next couple of years, good visibility. Uh, but more importantly, both those companies serve the institutional markets, which are more than 40% uh, of their exposure for, for both the companies. Uh, that would be, you know, uh, K through 12 universities. And, you know, what we've seen is, you know, during 2020, 2021, you know, there's a big focus on keeping the, you know, the, the children safe and the, you know, the kids at the university safe uh, and really focusing on, um, you know, that element of it versus, you know, building investment. Now we're actually seeing that, that, that investment come back uh, around the building, uh, you know, around, you know, safe spaces, um, you, know, in, uh, you know, in the building itself. And, and so that does dovetail very nicely with some of the, you know, the products that both Allegiant as well as Zern does sell. So uh, certainly those are, are two I would highlight both, both by rated. Okay, appreciate it. Nice, some overlooked uh, industrial plays. Brett, thanks a lot. Interesting stuff. Thanks a lot. Sure thing, Brett Lindsay's joining us from Azuho Americas.